is the second part of our series that is called Rooted and Grounded in Love. And last week we really went through thoroughly, and I want to review Ephesians just a little bit, one, two verses on it. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3 in our review. Verses 18 and 19, then we'll put application to it. I said last week that we didn't want to casually look at something, but we want to look at it meditatively. And we said with a casual look, you may think that it's talking about the width of the breadth, the length, the height, the depth of the love of Christ. And I said, but it doesn't say that. And I didn't say that some of you are looking at Bibles that have it in there. You got it in there. Love of Christ. If you have an NIV, if you have some of the paraphrases like the uh, Living Bible or or something, you, you, you might have it in there. How many of you have that in your Bible? Okay, one person, okay, two, all right. It is not in the Greek, okay? It's not in the Greek. And so I like to go to the Greek to see what really is there. And if it's not saying in the Greek, then usually the people put it in there because they believe that, well, this is what they are talking about. But they are all various opinions about what it's saying. I say that if you want to say it's love, then fine. But for me and my household, we say that we're going to let Scripture interpret Scripture. So if it's not in the Greek, we're going to go and find out, okay, what is he talking about? So that's why I wanted to just to review just that, because some of you might have been looking at your Bible and you said, well, Hey, that's not true because my Bible says this. Well, if you have some Bibles and they, they are not um, close to the original, you know, the, the New American Standard, the King James, New King James, the Revised Standard, all those is a little bit closer to the Greek than maybe some of the others. So you have to be careful as far as a Bible student. But the bottom line is that God is awesome, isn't he? He is awesome. And we need, do need to be rooted and grounded in him. How can we take that message and apply it on a daily basis? Because that's what I, I, I start doing, trying to apply it. So what I did was to put the verses on a piece of paper and start to try to memorize these verses and put that in my daily prayer time. See, messages are not just messages. When God gave Israel uh, things that they were to do, a lot of times he put them down and said, okay, set these to music, and they had to learn these things, and they, they sang these things. 
Because you can remember things that you sing a lot of times, and you can remember the words. Well, I say that you can remember the words more if you pray these every day over your family. If you pray, if you look at, 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 at that scripture here that we talked about, if you pray that God, you know, according to his riches and glory, if he would then give you strength in a, in a man by his Holy Spirit with might, with power, that, that Christ may dwell in your hearts. I start praying that over my family. I start praying that over you as a body. I start praying that over you. That you being rooted and grounded in love will be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the, the width, the length, the height, the depth of the, uh, and, and to know the love of Christ, which passes all understanding. Be filled with all the fullness of Christ. So I've been praying that so I can memorize things easier when I pray them. Is that a good prayer to pray over your family's men? Is it a good prayer to pray over yourself? Sure it is. And so when I pray for my uh, family, when I pray for, whenever I pray for our daughters about five days a week, uh, well, five days a week, minimum. And, and what happens is that I pray scripture. And if you ask me, well, so what, what can I pray for you about, Pastor? You know, start in Genesis and go to Revelation and just pray the word. Just pray the word. Because I want the word walked out in my life. I want the word to be uh, evident in my life. So pray the word. So that's what I want you all to do, pray the word. You're back, Rebecca. Hello. Uh, we can't do it now. I'm sorry. So let's go now to, to today's message. Now, each, each, each message is going to have a different title, even though the series is called Rooted and Grounded in Love. Today's title is You Are Free. You're free. <laughs> oh, that's so good. You're free. Now, what are you free from? That's the question. That's the question. What are you free from? We're going to talk about maybe seven things, if I get to it, seven things today that you're free from. But the key thing that you can bring away from here is that you are free. You are free. Let's go to Galatians. You remember we said we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit? And if we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit, we're starting in chapter 5 in Galatians, verse 1. Because the fruit of the Spirit is in Galatians 5, verse 22. But we want to work up to that. And I like to... Uh, put things in proper context so you'll you know what we're talking about. Verse 1. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Free from what? That's the question. Free from what? In the three verses, the six verses I'm going to go over right now, He's talking about freedom from the Mosaic law. You're free from the Mosaic law. Because the Mosaic law, it was bondage in that. You couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. No one could do it. Israel couldn't do it. And so in Galatians, Paul is trying to encourage them, warn them, uh, rebuke them, from allowing these Judaizers from telling them, you need to have 
along with whatever Paul said, and they didn't even like what Paul said, this salvation, you need to add something to it. Circumcision. You need to keep the law. So he says that, no, no, no. It was for freedom that Christ set you free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no benefit to you. None. Because why? Now, now, put it in the context. Paul is talking to somebody who people are trying to bring them back into bondage of the Jewish law. The law. Mosaic law. He's not talking about, well, today, the days had days and time, if your child uh, is circumcised, you have a boy in, in the hospital, tell him, don't circumcise your boy because, you know, he'll be brought. No, 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 no. It's not talking about that. You know? Um, it's talking about what reason that you're doing it for. They were doing it because they wanted to be under, to do what the law said to do, which Moses said they had to be under, had to, had to circumcise. And you remember the whole story about Moses before he went to uh, Egypt, how uh, he had to circumcise his son. Then it says, verse 3, And I testify again to every man who receives circumcision that he is under obligation to keep the whole law. And who can keep the whole law? Nobody. They couldn't either. Let me just explain to you that this is going on today in times. Not uh, Jews or anything like that trying to get you to do that. You have Christians who are running around trying to be under the law. They say, you know, I want to be like the Jews because the Jews, uh, they were uh, God's people. So, therefore, uh, we're not supposed to be doing these things. We need to be... Worshiping on Saturday because he never did take away the Sabbath day. That was Constantine. I was called in, I was called in uh, Walmart by somebody. And they were telling me about, oh, how they're not going to church anymore. These Christian churches, they don't know what they're doing because they, they are trying to get people uh, to worship on Sundays. And that was Constantine and, and all this stuff. And I said, <laughs> I came to shop. <laughs> My wife is standing there. I need to go. You know, I need to go. Try to be polite. Okay, okay, brother. Okay, okay, okay. All right, okay. All right. And uh, so I start off. Hey, but, 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 and then look, uh, don't you know what I mean? Have you read the word that says and this and says that? I told you I had, I told you I got to go, man. Yeah. Try to be nice. Try to be nice. People would try to do that to you. I'm, tell, I'm telling you. Don't get caught in the law about days, about eating. Well, if you eat pork, you know, uh, you are up the creek. You know, you're up the creek, boy, you know. Right? Right, Chad? See? <laughs> Chad told me. You know, I, I, did I say anything to you, Chad, when you told me what you're going to do? I didn't say anything. I didn't say, woe is you. You know, you're not going to get to heaven, boy. You done black city. I didn't say that. 
didn't say that. Just because you eat bacon, it's all right. It's okay. It's okay. All right. It's okay. You want to eat pig ears? It's okay. You want to eat intestines, pig intestines? Chitlins. That's a better word. That's okay, too. But don't let anybody put you under the law because, see, the word says that, <laughs> you know, well, what, did, what did he do when, when he says, he dropped the sheet down and said, well, you know, what God is cleansing the man, right? Okay, so we'll go to another scripture later on, but, but I'm trying to let you know that you cannot do that. Now, is it okay if you don't eat pork? It's okay. It's okay. I don't care if you never touch a piece of my bacon. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter, you know. Verse 4, you have been severed from Christ, you who are seeking to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit, by faith, are waiting for the hope of righteousness. So it's not by works of the law that you're going to get righteous. You can't do that. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision mean anything but faith working through love. Faith working through love. That's important, isn't it? You are free. You are free. Let's look at verse 13. What are you free from? We know the Mosaic law. What else are we free from? We are free from really giving the flesh an opportunity. You are free from that. You don't have to give the flesh an opportunity. It says right here in verse 13, the first part, I was going to do the second part next week. For you were called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. You see, why would he even say that? I believe he said it because if he tells people, you don't have to be under the law. You don't have to be under the law. You are free from the law. You are free. Then they start thinking, oh, I don't have to keep the law. Oh, that's great. I don't have to honor my parents, my father, mother. I don't, I don't, well, I can steal now. I can murder, right? I can commit adultery. All of I can covet, right? If you're free? No, 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 no. <laughs> you see? So he had to, he had to explain to them. Only do not turn your freedom in an opportunity for the flesh. We can do that. We are free. We are free. But we're not going to let this freedom be without constraint. We are free. Let's look in Romans. We are free also. get rewarded in heaven. You are free from an obligation to the flesh. Now we said don't give the flesh an opportunity, but now I'm saying you are free from an obligation to the flesh. Let's read here, chapter 8, verse 1. 
Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did, sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And as an offering for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile towards God. It does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Can't please them. Now, you'll, a casual look at this, you'll say, well, I know I have been in the flesh. How many of you have been in the flesh with me? Okay. Okay, all of us have been in the flesh before. Now, this is not saying that if you make a mistake, you get in the flesh, that you are going to die, like I said over in the other verses. No, what it's saying is that you're not going to live in the flesh. You, you can't do that. Verse 9, however, you are not in the flesh. See, we're not in the flesh. But in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. So in other words, either you're saved or you're not saved. If you're saved, you're not in the flesh. If you're not saved, you're in the flesh. No, you know, in between there. So I kind of liken it to um, this plant. This plant is different from the last plant. Is that true? How do you know? It's fake. How do you know it's fake? <laughs> because it's supposed to look real. You know? It's a fake plant. It's not real. They do have some plants that look like this is real, but this is not real. And it's going to stay, and it, it looks pretty good now, uh, because it was sitting out there by the, uh, uh, I guess, by the couch on the table there. So, so it looks pretty good decoration-wise. But it's going to be this way until Jesus comes back if it stays there. Uh, it's not going to grow. It's not going to nothing. Nothing. It's dead. Nothing. Nothing. See? It can look as good as it wants to, but it's dead. Is that correct? It's dead. We can look as good as we want to, but if we're not born again, we're what? Dead in Christ. We're dead. So if we are in the flesh, we're dead. If we're mindful of the flesh. If we're not in the flesh, we're born again because the Spirit of God dwells in us. Okay? Let's go from here. Is this, um, uh, is this microphone working yet? My, mine's right here. Well, it's kind of uh, difficult to hold a Bible and turn the pages. <laughs> no, I wouldn't dare complain. This against the law, brother. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, brother. Thank you for man of valor. Praise God. Let's go from here. 
I hate standing behind this thing, but it's okay. Let's go from here. Now, verse 10, if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the spirit is of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you. So then, brethren, we are not under, what's that word? Obligation to the flesh. We're not under obligation to the flesh. Now, we are free, in other words, from that obligation. Who set us free? Jesus set us free. He set us free from the obligation of the flesh. Okay. Praise God. Woo. Give Justin a hand. Praise God, man. Thank you, Justin. Listen to what it says. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. You will live. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you have been, you now not received the spirit of slavery. Oh, we are free from the spirit of slavery. Praise God, we are free. Leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we crowd out our Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit. We are children of God, and if children, heirs also, heirs of God, and fellow heirs of Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him. So will me also be glorified with him. I'm so glad we are free from an obligation to the flesh. Aren't you? We are free, people. We are free. We are free. Let's, let's, let's let me get from the Mosaic Law. We are free from having to give the flesh an opportunity. We are free from an obligation to the flesh. That's three. I'm going to test you at the end. Now, we are free now. Let's look at John, the Gospel of John. Chapter 8, verse 1. Let's look there. Uh, verse uh, 28. Let's look there. Because we are free also from being a slave to sin. Do you realize that we were slaves to sin? Do you realize that, you, you know, all of us were slaves to sin before we got born again? We might not have thought we were slaves. We might have thought that we were free. We might have been proclaiming like the, the Jews were proclaiming, well, I'm of Abraham. I've never been you know, well, you know, you, you've never been, okay, right. Let's read what it says here in verse 28. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse, starting at verse 28. So Jesus said, when you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and I do nothing on my own initiative, but I speak the things as the Father taught me. Oh, that's worth, that's worth teaching on, but we're not teaching on that today. And he who sent me is with me and has not left me alone, for I always, oh, this is a good word, always, you're taught, at least I, I used to teach people, don't ever say always. You know, don't ever say never. You know, husband, wife, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Come on. 
Y'all act like y'all are so holy, you know. <laughs> you know what you say, you always do this, and, and that, that starts a fight. Yeah? You never, that starts a fight. So you, you stay away from those words, always, never. This is a, always is in the Bible. Okay, it's in the, <laughs> look in the Greek and see if it's there. Always do the things that are pleasing to him. You know, it says somewhere in the scripture that as he is, so are we on earth. Wow. As he is, so are we. So he says that I always do the things that are pleasing to him. We want to be more like Jesus, don't we? He walked the earth, didn't he? We're walking the earth. We have the spirit of God inside of us. I say that this is not beyond us praying this prayer. God, help me to always do the things that are pleasing to you. Why can we pray that? Because we are not in bondage to sin. Right? We're not under Mosaic law. We don't have to give the flesh an opportunity. We're not under obligation to the flesh. So why can't we pray this? Do we have to sin? Now, I hope I'm not messing with some of your theology. Do we have to sin? Okay. We don't have to sin. I believe sometimes uh, we as Christians, sometimes we want to make excuses for our uh, lack of diligence of being yielding to the Spirit of God, dying to this flesh, and we say, well, well, everybody's going to sin, you know. I'm going to sin every day, you know. Phew. <laughs> Come on. Somebody tell you that, you, you just say, hey, look, hey, wait a minute. I'll be right back. Maybe, you know. And, and leave them. Yeah, because, <laughs> because they're going to be sinning around you. That's what they're because they've already made an excuse for sinning. Everybody's sinning. Name me somebody that's sinning. No, only one hasn't sinned but Jesus, right? Come on. We've all said that, haven't we? It's only one who's, who's been sin-free. That's Jesus Christ. Is that correct? But that doesn't mean that we have to practice sin. We want to practice holiness. We want to practice sanctification. We want to practice righteousness, don't we? Because there's a righteousness that's imputed to us, but then there's a righteousness that, that is a doing also. Those are two different things. I see right there that I mess with some of my theology. They, they, they <laughs> that's okay. It's all right. That's all right. That's all right. You've got to walk uprightly. Okay? Got to write. That's another word for righteousness. You've got to walk uprightly. Now, let's go a little further. As he spoke these things, many came to believe in him. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. We're free. Then they answer, Oh, wait a minute. Wait, you're going too far. We are Abraham's descendant, and we have never been enslaved to anyone how is it you say you will become free? Jesus answered them said, Truly, truly I say to you, everyone who commits sin 
is a slave of sin. And let's, let's give you the, the meaning of that. Uh, if you look up that word commits, okay, and you have a, a good enough study aids, it's going to tell you that that sin is in the present participle. It's a present participle that means it's a continuous or repeated action. That means that it will read like this. Uh, you, you already know that in, in a scripture, in, I think it's Ephesians, that it tells that be filled with the Spirit. That be filled with the Spirit, that be filled is in the same continuous motion, repeated motion. Be being filled. Be being filled. People have heard that teaching before, but most people don't, don't hear this one. Everyone who continues to sin, that means there's a lifestyle of sinning. That means that it's just a, it's like a habitual thing. You just sin, sin, sin. Over and over and over again. You just sin, sin, sin. You don't have any, any remorse about it. You're just going to keep sinning. You're slaves to sin. And the slave does not remain in the house forever. Do oh, you hear what I'm saying? Now, what does that mean? If you're a slave to sin, you're not going to remain in the house forever. And you know that it says right here that the son does remain forever. That's a small s. And we're supposed to be sons of God, doesn't we? All females, males, uh, you know, girls, boys, we're supposed to be sons of God. That's how the scripture says we're sons of God. So that means that if we're born again, we are not going to continue to sin. Does that mean that? That's what it means. We're not going to continue to sin. That's important to me. It's important to me because it helps me to see that I made this mistake, but I don't have an excuse. I cannot continue to act this way. I can't continue to holler at this cat. Right? Because it's not good to treat your cat bad. It's not good to treat your dog bad, is it? It's not, it's, not, it's not good to keep, teach your, uh, treat your children bad, is it? Be hollering at your children, smacking your children. Come on. Don't we do it? Sometimes we holler at our children. Don't we holler at each other sometimes? Raise our voice, say mean things to each other. Don't we say mean things to each other sometimes? Call each other names sometimes. And I'm telling you, we can't continue to do that because we, it says here, we cannot continue to sin because if we do that, that means we're slaves of sin. That means that we are not sons of God. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain. So if the son makes you free, <laughs> you are free indeed. We are free. You are free that you don't have to serve sin. Do you hear what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Now, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I want to include that verse, even though it goes with the other part here, because the word of God has to have place in us. That's why I like to teach the word of God. Right? And some people don't like for me to teach a lot of word. You know, just give me a, you know, a verse and then speak for 40 minutes on it. You know? Tell about what happened on Fifth Street. You know? I've never been impressed with anything that happened on any street in Lynchburg. Really. I don't want to hear it when I come to church. I want to hear about God. 
what God said. That's what I want to hear. So when I did, uh, when somebody did <laughs> tell me that everything that has to do with life and godliness is in this Bible, then I want to read it from front to back. From back to front. Start in the middle. Read some more. I want to read it and read it and read it because this is my life. This is our life, isn't it? Yeah. And I don't need an excuse not to walk it out. So please don't give me one. Okay? You're not going to give me one, are you? Okay. We are free from the Mosaic Law. We are free from being under obligation to the flesh. Right? We are free from giving the flesh an opportunity. They don't have to be in order. We are free uh, from also sin, aren't we? Let's look at another one here. Let's look in uh, Corinthians. Let's turn to First uh, Corinthians. We are free. We are free. We're not going to be mastered by anything or anybody. We're not going to be mastered. We're not going to be, the King James say, under the power of anything. We're just not going to be. And that's what the, you know, um, when you're in athletics, that's what you do. You try to master the other person. You try to, you know, um, that's what I saw yesterday. Uh, Jesse and some of the, the, the holes they were putting up people, I said, ooh, I know that hurts. You know, because they, they turn them all there, they grab their leg, they put their arm all around on the back, they put their head down there. I said, oh, you know, this is hard, isn't it? They're mastering it. You know, they're mastering it. You know? Glad I wasn't a wrestler. Glad I played football. You know, because <laughs> I had on a helmet. Yes. <laughs> Let's start in verse 9. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do, you, do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. That's worth, <laughs> that's worth something, isn't it? Come on. Because some people will, will make you think that they're going to inherit the kingdom of God and they can do all these things. It doesn't matter. Come on. What do you think? It's not going to happen, is it? Because the word of God says it's not going to happen. We're not going to be brought under the power of anything. But we know we were such as they were or they are in the world. So we're not thinking we're more holy than they are. We're just... Grateful that Jesus Christ saved our souls, are we not? It says, such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in the spirit of our God. We can say amen to that, can't we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, indeed. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered. And the King James will say, I will not be put under the power of anything. Oh. Oh. We are free. 
from being put under the power of anything. We don't have to be hooked on drugs. Come on. We don't have to be hooked on food. Oh, I didn't hear what's up, my nigga. <laughs> oh, you don't have to be mastered by pineapple cake, <laughs> Willa Taylor. <laughs> oh, I got it on my cell phone, you know, pineapple cake, a beautiful cake, you know. We don't have to be mastered by that. We don't have to be, it, it, all things are lawful, but it, all things are not profitable. Do you hear what I'm saying? I can eat pork. I can eat some. I can. I, I can eat some bacon if I want to. But now I can't keep eating this bacon. Now, if, if, if do you understand? It's not good for me. It's not good. Do you understand that? It's not proper for me because it's sending your blood pressure up. So I hear it. Right? Right? I got nurses in here. That's all I hear. I don't eat a lot of bacon. I feed the men turkey sausage. They don't know it. I feed them turkey sausage. That's right. That's right. I don't feed them bacon. I don't see them no bacon. It'd be grease everywhere. Yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying? All things are not profitable for us. Now it says here, the food is for the stomach, and the stomach for food, but God will do away with both of them. Yet the body is not for immorality, but for the food, and the Lord is for the body. Now, <laughs> God has not only raised the Lord, but will also raise us up through his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take away the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? May it never be. Or do you not know that the one who joins himself to a prostitute is one body with her? For he says the two of you shall be one flesh. But he who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee immorality. Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but immorality is, is a sin against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? You have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. We are not going to be brought under the power of anything, because we are free. We are free. Do you hear me? We are free. So therefore, if anybody trying to put you in bondage, anybody trying to get you to commit immorality, because if you love me, you'll do this. You know? Come on. What, what should I do if somebody say, if you love me, this is what you'll do? What, what should you do to them? That's right. Flee. That's right. They're not the ones for you. Right? They're not the ones for you. It's going to try to put you in bondage or something. That's going to last. You don't know it. They don't know it, but the Scripture tells you it's going to last because it's a spiritual thing. And so it's going to affect you spiritually. It's going to go on because you don't realize it, but it's going to go on. Ask anybody who's, who's, who's well, admit it. I'm telling you what's going to happen. Okay? It's going to happen. So I'm telling you, flee fornication, young people. It's going to do you more harm than good. Do you hear what I'm saying? Don't give in to him because he looks good. You know? 
so does a little dog look good. You know, my cat, well, their cat looks good sometimes. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be brought under the power of anything. And we're going to help each other, aren't we? Okay, we're not going to be brought under the power of anything. Let's go back to Galatians. We are free from, <laughs> we are free from the works of the flesh. We're free from the works of the flesh. We're free from it. Verse 16, Romans 5, I mean uh, Galatians 5, 16. But I say walk in the spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another. And so, so that you may not do the things that you please. The flesh does not want you to do the things of the spirit. So that's why we cannot give in to the flesh. God wants to know today you are free from the flesh. You're free from an obligation to it, free from giving an opportunity, free from sin. You're free, you're free, you're free. You don't have to give in to this flesh. You're free to walk in the spirit. You're free. So therefore... It says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. So it's still talking about the, the law because it's talking to them. Galatians. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident. They're evident. We are free from the deeds or the works of the flesh. We are free from them. We are free from them. Let's read some of them. What are they? He said they're evident. Immorality. Impurity. Sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, images, strife, jealousies, outbursts of anger. Did you know the outbursts of anger are works of the flesh? We are free from that. You don't have to be angry and sin. It says be angry and sin not. So we take that one scripture and ignore all the scriptures that tell you about uh, the, the, the problems that happen when you get angry. We, we, we ignore all the domestic violence that's happening in the world and, and, and say, well, I can get angry, I just don't have to sin. Well, it depends on what you're getting angry for. If you're getting angry because it's, uh, people are doing something unrighteous and you get angry and do something good, then it's fine. But most of our anger, anger is geared towards somebody who is close to us most of the time and we just lash out at them. Do you know what I mean? Outbursts of anger. We're free from that. Disputes. We're, we're free from disputes. We're free from dissensions, which are divisions, separations, factions. We're free from that. Envying, drunkenness, carousing. We're free from the th- anything that is a, and things like these, so you just name them. It doesn't matter what you name. It's just bad. It, it, you are free from it. You are free. Now listen to what it says. Of which I forewarn you. Just as I have forewarned you that those who practice, what do we mean by practice? That means a continuously. You just continuously. It's just a habit. You're just doing it. You're just doing it. You don't have any remorse. You don't have any, uh, you're not, you're not going to repent of it. Uh, you might say, I'm sorry. You might, you know, but you're going to keep doing it. You know how, how kids do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Some of you turn in the back, they smack their little brother again, you know. Uh, that, 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 that's about, about what we do. See, we, we say we're sorry, but there's no repentance. 
See, godless sorrow works repentance, the scripture says. It says, for those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Is that plain? Oh, that is plain, isn't it? That's plain. So I said we are free from the deeds of the flesh. We are free from having to, to be obligated to walk in, in the flesh. We are free from that. We are free from mosaic law. We are free from having a, giving the flesh an opportunity. We are free from obligation to the flesh. We are free from, uh, you know, sin. We are, we're just free from it. We are free today. We are people of freedom, aren't we? And that, that's exciting because, see, you, we're going to need this message now because we, we'll, we'll put, it's like we're building a house. We need a foundation. And last week, there's a foundation. And we're building on this foundation because our object is that we want the fruit of the Spirit, which comes next week. We want the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, the first one. We want this thing. We want it in our lives. We want, we want to be so filled with all the fullness of God, which we know we're not going to be filled with all the fullness of God, but we're going to be pressing towards that mark, be filled with all the fullness of God so that it just leak out on everybody that we're around, our mate. Right? Our children, our animals, our workplaces, everywhere we go in church. You think we can do it in church, too? What do you think? Yeah, we can do it in church. We're going to just love, love, love. And they'll, they'll, they'll go well back in the 60s. You know, uh, like, you, you remember Jack? You, you remember the flower child, you know? Love, yeah. It'll go well back then. But see, we're, not, we're, <laughs> we're talking about the God kind of love, right? See, y'all don't know Jack when. I, I, I was sure y'all Jack a picture of Jack on a motorcycle. Hell long, boy. Jack was cool, boy, you know. So we're going to walk this love walk out, are we not? But you've got to be free to walk it out, haven't you? And you are free if you're born again. If you're not born again, the day is the day of salvation, isn't it? 